Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And while I'm a small bit late to the party on this one, I did want to give it some time to see if I could get as much information as I possibly could on this player. And that player it's, it is Villarreal's starlet, Senegalese starlet, Nicholas Jackson, and somebody we've been linked with. Um, I'm going to say there's spurious links at the moment. There's been nothing massively concrete, and I completely understand that. You're always going to get these links to former players of managers that have come through or that have moved into other uh, clubs. And Nicholas Jackson is the first one of those that we seem to have gotten from the Unai Emery era here at Aston Villa. Unai Emery era, which has started today, Wednesday, the 2nd of November. His work permit has been granted. We've seen pictures of him on the field. And uh, yeah, look, it's absolutely, it's great to see that. And it's great to see all of the, um, I suppose, the pageantry that goes along with that. And long may it continue. Long may he be able to bring good fortunes towards Aston Villa Football Club, like he has done to previous clubs he has managed in the past. But as I say, one of his former charges, Nicholas Jackson, is somebody that I do wish to talk about today. And I, as always, have some slides done on, on Mr. Jackson, and we'll take a little look. As I say, one of the reasons that I kind of held off on this was, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know a whole, uh, that I knew a whole pile about him when the news broke last Thursday. I think it was. Maybe it was last Thursday. Yeah, Nicholas Jackson's name was first mentioned. Um, and the reason for that is he's played an awful lot of his time in uh, La Liga 2 with VRL B. Now, La Liga 2, for a lot of people there, just to let you know, that is the championship uh, of Spain. And Villarreal's B team is does play in that division, so quite a competitive league. Um, but one of the, I suppose, one of the biggest things with regards to that is that look, obviously, 
it's not something I've seen quite a lot. Uh, that's where Nicholas Jackson has played most of his games. He do, has obviously been elevated into the first team squad over the course of this year, and there's more footage available available from that point of view. But I wanted to take a good look at him. Um, he's not somebody that has. Uh, Genuinely speaking, he's not somebody that's ever really kind of massively crossed my radar. Even when you look at that, um, at that Villarreal team, you know, it's really very much so this year and the back end of last year where he's made his name uh, within that team. And uh, yeah, as I say, it's been it's been nice getting to know him and getting to take a look at him and form my own opinion on him and basically take a look to see what other people think of him too. So together, we're going to take a little journey and we're going to try and find out as much about Nicholas Jackson as we possibly can. As I say, uh, oops, I never shared my slides. There we go. Um. I might as well change my background as well. Why not? And subscribe, guys. If you haven't already subscribed and you are, and you like this po this podcast, please give this a thumbs up and also subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, that would really, really be great. And I'd really, really appreciate it. So a little few things about Nicholas Jackson. I just wanted to mention here, obviously, Unai Emery has managed him before. Nicholas Jackson is uh, he's a 21-year-old Senegalese wide forward center forward i've seen him play more than a center forward role um people that i have that i respect quite a lot when i have looked at what they think of him think that he can play out wide or that he can play through the center he can play in that kind of withdrawn role as well which is a really interesting one for me and we'll talk about that in a moment from what i've seen but una emery in 2021 no we're in 2022 no yeah early 2022 said that nicholas jackson is doing a very good job with the b team He's a player with an interesting style of play. We will see how we can, can help him and what he can bring to us. He can play in different attacking positions. And I got that from the football scout. Dot net. I got that from an article that I found in there, and it's a direct quote, apparently, from Unai Emery. Um, also, as I say, um, he is a Senegalese underage international, which is fantastic to see. Aston Villa have set up their Senegalese scouting network and have set up that academy within Senegal, and maybe there is some links in that. You look at his current value there, and you're paying for potential, and nine million for somebody who has... Once again, I'll say it again, the potential to have potential is uh, something that's really interesting to see. Are the club going to dip into the market to try and purchase players that are probably further along in their journey at the age of 21? If anybody looked into the podcast we did last night about the things that Emery must need to do, you'll notice that I mentioned that I think that we will have to bring in some older players uh, or maybe an older player in midfield. But obviously, we're not going to abandon the, the drive to have sustainability and the drive to have younger players within the team and why would we? And if somebody like Nicholas Jackson is is uh, somebody that Unai Emery thinks that can come to the Premier League and can and can grow within the structures that Aston Villa have, well then absolutely I think it would be, you know, it would be uh, quite interesting to see something like that happen. Uh, you can look at his, uh, at, at his um, heat map Sorry, completely lost track of words there for a moment. You can look at his heat map there at, at the bottom, and he does get around the field. He does come drop deep an awful lot. And you can see it's really interesting for a center forward. And, and from what I've seen of him, specifically playing in La, La, La Liga 2, um, he does play more so in that central center forward role, but he does come deep. And, and, and we'll speak about that in a moment because I think it really suits some of the attributes that he has. He's a big, imposing guy. You watch this guy. If you if you get any footage of this guy, even watch him on a YouTube video. Even if you if, if you want to watch him on a YouTube video, watch him there. See how big he is in comparison to what he looks like in his in his profile photo. You can see up there. This guy takes up space on the field. 
which is good, which is really good, and which is something I think Aston Villa's forward line needs. We need that change of pace striker. Um, and, and we'll get on to this as well, but we need the striker who can come deep, can take the ball, can shield it. Ollie Watkins has shown an inability to grow that part of his game. And it's certainly not uh, Danny Ings' game. Danny Ings' game is getting in behind, getting on the end of things and, uh, you know, being that fox in the box or being not even that fox in the box, but being that kind of um, that finisher type. That's a Danny Ings' game. Nicholas Jackson might give us something different to that. And uh, and it's something I don't think that the club has. There's nobody at the club who can do that at the moment. Keenan Davis has gone on loan to Watford. Um, whether his days are numbered as an Aston Villa player, time will tell. But um, I think that uh, Nicholas Jackson could bring um, could bring the uh, that that different type of, of play style to, to Aston Villa. And, and as I say, it's something that I would advise you to go and watch. And see, you'll see what I mean straight away. What Nicholas Jackson does is he comes deep. He's a big guy. You can't really get around him, as I say. He comes deep. He's got a really, really good sleight of foot. Um, so when the ball comes to him, he's able to move it quickly. He's able to spin defenders. He's able to turn around. He's able to link up the play. What he absolutely loves to do is he loves to take that ball in, pass it, and you should see him. The pace that he gets moving at after he lays that ball off to get past the defender that he's that he's just shielded the ball from and try and break that offside trap, it's, it's, it's really, really impressive. It's really impressive. We just do not have a player like that who can take the ball in, pass it, spin off, destroy that defender, leave that defender in his in his wake, and get in behind that defender again to to try and break the offside trap. And and, and that's why we cannot go through the center against any any team in the Premier League. We find it so difficult. It's why we find it difficult to create. It's why we we have to um, go wide an awful lot. And it's been something that's kind of hampered us uh, throughout an awful lot of the last two years within within our build up play. I'm not saying this guy is going to be this magic potion. I'm just saying that when I see him against La Liga 2, um, when I see him against La Liga 2 teams, this is something that he shows he can do. And remember, La Liga 2 may not be of the same caliber as the championship, but it's the Spanish championship, if, if, if that's what you want to call it. So it's a decent enough level. It's not like he's playing against 17, 18-year-old kids down there. He's playing against uh, some some uh, experienced individuals. And something I really, really liked, uh, liked the look of with him. Uh, he's also, he's very good with his back to goal. He likes to play with his back to goal, but also when he comes deep, as I say, first thing he wants to do is get forward. And I think that's what suits him because he's quicker than fast, if that makes sense. So he's not like a Raheem Sterling who gets up to 90 miles an hour straight away. He has a bit of a stride in him. And why he comes deep and why I like that part of, uh, of his game when he does come deep and, and, and lays that ball off is it allows him to break that offside trap because it's not going to be a case whereby the player who gets the ball plays it directly over the top or slides him straight through. He's going to need one or two steps to, to, to get past. But like his effort in getting up to that speed, and, he, and and I hope people understand what I mean by he's quicker than fast. Like He's not immediately at 90 miles an hour. Uh, it maybe takes him a step or two to get up to, to, to get into stride. That doesn't mean he's slow. It doesn't mean he's cumbersome. You guys will know what I mean when you see him. Um, it's one of the things I think that that, uh, that that is apparent. He's almost faster over the first step or two when he's running with the ball. One of those anomalies you tend to see it in players an awful lot. It's a it's it's a a trait that you tend to see in footballers that sometimes when they have to concentrate on running, they run actual. That sometimes over the first couple of steps with the ball, that they sometimes they can go a small bit faster. Once again, 
you guys have eyes yourselves. Go watch it. See if you see what I see. But I think that that's what I like to see, uh, or what I see with him as well. He does have a very good change of tempo. And, and, and when I say that it takes him a step or two to get up to, to, to start building speed, I wonder, is this something that he does on purpose to try and flat foot defenders? So I've been saying it there as, as, as something that, that is noticeable. But also I've got a note written down here to say, is this something that he's been taught to do? To, to 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 give defenders a misstep. You know, uh, I'm not saying he does any stutter steps or anything like that, but it's almost like languid one, two steps, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's into his stride. Maybe for a guy that, 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 that is that big, like he, he looks on the field when you look at him and I'm and, and very remiss. To, to, like I'm not comparing him to Didier Drogba, okay? But when you look at him, he's got that kind of running style. He's got that type of coming deep to pick up the ball type style. And, and once again, you take a look at him and you comment in the comments below if you think that I'm absolutely off my rocker when I, when I, when I mention stuff like that. But take a look at him. See what you see. See if see if it is something similar um, to, to, to the way that Drogba may have played, or sorry, the way that Drogba may have done that, where he takes the ball deep, lays it off, and then doesn't burst into a sprint sp straight away, but almost invites the defender to shadow his run, and then leaves him for dead with a run uh, through the centre. And, and, and I like it. I like it. I like what I see from it, albeit at a different level. Um, when you look at what he does in the air, he's better than average in the air. I, I'm remiss to say that he's brilliant in the air or anything like that. He's he's quite a, a, a big guy, as I say. Um, and the reason I'm going to say that is that um, he wins he wins an awful lot of knockdowns in the air and he flicks an awful lot on, which is absolutely brilliant. And that's what we don't have within this team. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to get into the box and he's going to power three, four, five headers a year into the back of the net because scoring is a bit of an issue for him. Um, he's young. He's, he's scoring records. He's more of a creator than he is a massive scorer. Not a negative. It's, he's young. He's had lack of opportunities as well. And that's not to say that he can't finish the ball because his finishing is, is, is quite good as well. Uh, it's just what you see from him more often than not is his link-up play. And that, for me, is really exciting because we have so stuttered when we get into the into the the, the top half of the field, um, another thing that dry the really kind of perked my interest in him as well is we often. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Kind of give a lot of credit to strikers who can track back, who try, strikers who can get in the way of runs, who can win the ball back or go to ball recoveries. Since Nicholas Jackson has been promoted to the VRL first team, he's shown a brilliant propensity to be able to do that, to put in the hard yards, to work, to track back. Ollie Watkins style, you know, I'm bringing him up because he's he's probably direct, um, direct comparison with regards to his, his tracking back ability. He is diligent in his defensive work. Um, he likes to, he's 
very good at creating pressure high. Even when he's playing in that central role, he creates high pressure. And as I say, he's he's quite the large individual. You know, he's an imposing figure. So when he gets around the center half, he can get in the way of balls. And 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 like I'm not going to say he's going to go to ground and tackle somebody, get up and 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 burst forward with the ball. He's not that type. But he's high pressing is is apparent. We know Unai Emery likes that style, and it look and Nicholas Jackson has been brought up in that style under uh, Unai Emery at Villarreal. So that's all a positive as well. Uh, I think for sure. Um. So let's take a little look at some more of his statistics, how he how he weighs up against uh, some of the Aston Villa incumbents. The statistics I've used for this, for this spider graph, for this uh, target graph that we have on the side here, you'll notice that the red, the dark red line is Nicholas Jackson. Um, I it would be remiss of me not to say that this is a limited sample set for Nicholas Jackson. And it's over the course of the whole of last year, the statistics are utilized for Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. So I'm fully aware there's potential for skewing with regards to the statistics here, but the sample set is what we have. And I, uh, I wanted to give a, a reflection, I suppose, of what we've seen in Nicholas Jackson in senior football so far um, over the last 365 days. So what we can immediately see here is what I told you, what jumps out on screen. Remember, statistics are used to confirm or deny a potential bias that you might have, might have gathered from watching a player. That's how I use them. Statistics aren't the be-all and end-all, but statistics can tell you whether your eyes are lying to you or they can give you maybe a, another a, another opportunity to maybe go back and look at it to see. Uh, and, and look, as I say, you might look at it and you might say, yeah, look, that statistic is a bit skewed, I think, because I'm seeing something different on, on, on the screen. So it gives you another data point to be able to make a more informed decision. So when we look at this here, I saw on the screen when I watched footage of this guy that he looked like he could really win the ball back. He could win the ball back in high areas and he could work uh, work from those areas as well. 3.23 uh, ball recoveries per 90 minutes is, is, is quite good. As you see there, puts him in the top 78% of all, play, of all forward players within, the uh, within Europe's top five leagues, which is great. He's a, as I said, he's more of a creator than he is a goal scorer at this particular time in his career. You can see here he's out creating and shot creating actions and goal creating actions uh, are two incumbent forwards at the moment by, by quite some distance. So that's really interesting to see. His goal creating actions are up at 0 0.51, um, 82% in the top 82% of, uh, of, of all strikers within Europe. And as always, I, have, I show no shame in at times checking to see if I have the correct things put down on my on my uh, sheets so i am going to just look at that because for me that sounds a bit high um so i just want to make sure that i haven't made any mistakes in the numbers that i give you that i've given you there uh, bear with me for one moment and we will see uh, just that i don't second guess myself um Shot creating actions, what were we looking at? Uh, goal creating actions, yeah, 0 0.51. So the number that I have shown you there is is the correct number. And uh, I shouldn't doubt myself as much in, in the in the future. Um, so he's, he's as I say, at this moment in time, he's more of a goal creator than he is a goal scorer at this time. As we can see there, he's played 17 games, scored three goals and has had two assists. Um, when we look at his shots, he isn't he isn't taking an awful lot of shots in in uh, senior football specifically over the last three sixty five days. Our two incumbent strikers take more shots than than him, but when he does take shots, he gets over forty percent. He gets forty 
where is it there the shot the shot and target so 40 percent on the nose it's 40 percent of his shots on target which is which is quite good um for for the amount of shots that he takes it's it's in the middle it's average enough uh, his average shot distance there i think is interesting it's 77 uh it's the 77 percentile at 13 uh at, at 13 um yards out from goal i wish i had the comparison for ollie watkins and danny ings but i can post them in a, in a in a twitter link afterwards if you guys would like those but when we look at him he doesn't miss an awful lot of big chances i think he's very economical and he's striking at the moment i think he's cute he knows that he can't be this person who comes in and starts blazing him over the crossbar or taking shots from 25 30 yards or stupid angles and what he's doing is he's utilizing his 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 attributes i suppose for the betterment of the team and what says what does that say about the about the Unai Emery player other than work for the team and not for yourself because he's very much a teamatic type of player so uh Nicholas Jackson is somebody who is is quite interesting from that point of view um have I more slides on this no I don't that's my last slide there so I think all in all with regards to Nicholas Jackson I, I I hope this has given you some more information on him once again this is just my view on him I would advise you to go and even look up YouTube videos of him if that's what you wish to do I have tried to get my my hands on as much information on him as I possibly could as I say he's a he's a breakout player he's a breakout star at the moment um originally from anything else that we need to know about him he's originally from from the uh, from Senegal um and and like uh, I'm just trying to look through here he's yeah he's he, he is he's basically we've gone down through everything that we've we've um uh, that we needed to to see from him at the moment um playing with the Senegal uh under underage teams at this moment in time and obviously getting his chance in La Liga at this moment uh, at the moment as well whether anything of this does come to fruition for Aston Villa I don't know I think it would be an interesting transfer. I would like to know more about him. I would be enlisting the help of people who have seen him and and studied him at a far greater rate than uh, maybe the, the four or five hours of footage that I've seen on him as well. But as I say, if you guys have any questions on him, pop them in the comments below. I will do my best to try and answer them. If you do like this video, please give us a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the podcast as well. It really helps us when you guys subscribe. Um, as I say, you don't have to watch every single podcast that's there, but if you click the subscription button, if this is something that you like, it really helps us and it really uh, helps the podcast out as well. Um, so that's going to do it for today, for, for this podcast. I'm uh, Nicholas Jackson. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, above all else, up the villa. Podcast Network.